This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaren.com. Today is November 5th, 2015. We started with our NFL picks and kicks, and we kicked it about Mark Rick. And so I got Bebe, Calhoun, Samuel D. Whitman. So we split them off and made the picks and kicks its own podcast. And from there, we turned this into a completely Mark Rick podcast. Everybody knows Mark Rick is under fire, as he should be. University of Georgia football coach. In Atlanta area and in Georgia period, you know, he's getting a lot of criticism. So what I want to do is just keep that kicking it about my Rick part, his own podcast. And we move the NFL picks and kicks to his own podcast. The NFL picks podcast is already up on the website. So you can get it at digitaldaron.com, iTunes, Stitcher, everywhere. Digital D-A-R-O-N.com. And we kick it about really nothing because we kicked it about Mark Rick. But we picked the games and we let NBC know that. The Cowboys are not America's team. Nobody wants to keep seeing the Cowboys look like shit. So go check that podcast out. That's episode 132, I think. This will be podcast 133. We'll just call this the Mark Rick Experience or the Mark Rick Conundrum. Uh, if you don't know, around Atlanta, one of the main trending topics has been Mark Rick, the University of Georgia football coach. And whether Georgia should keep a mistake is talk about Mark Rick. Before we get to that, I just want to introduce everybody the right way. Sam D, Georgia Tech alumni. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts on Georgia and Mark Rick in general? Just a real quick blur before we get going. Well, for the state of Georgia's sake, he really needs to go. Because like uh, Calhoun said, he's, he's been pretty me- mediocre with the talent that he has. Okay, hold on. So you saying he need to go just as a real start, as a real quick start off. Yeah. Bebe, ATL and all of us are native ATLians. Bebe, not really a fan of Georgia, Ohio, the Ohio State University fan, Ohio State University fan. Real quickly, should Marie stay or go? I think he should go. Calhoun, just an Atlanta, Georgia sports lover in period. Marie, should he stay or go? You need to get the fuck on. All right, so last person, Digital Darren. I'm going to be on the flip side. I'm going to defend Mark Rick and all this. And as we get the conversation going, I get my points why. So let's start off with Samadhi. Why should Mark Rick go, Samadhi? And then everybody chime in. I mean, with, with UGA, they produce NFL talent every year. But it seems like they don't, you know, the, the, it's like they do the best recruiting. They have the best studs and Every year, they, they, they fail to reach their full potential. Like I said, as a Georgia State of Georgia fan, he has to go. But as a Georgia Tech alumni, I would love for him to stay. But he kicks y'all ass. Like, he's like 13-2 and two against – well, no, he's like 12-3 and three against y'all. Yeah, but we still got a chance of beating him. So, like, when you hear Mark Rick name, you're not like, oh, shit. I mean, he, he's definitely a, a nice guy. That's what I think he is. He's a nice guy. But I'm saying, as a Georgia Tech fan, if, if, if you had if you went into the season saying the last game, because we always play y'all the last game, and we were like to 
to save Sam D life, Georgia Tech has to win that game. Are you scared when I say, hey, you guys play Mark Reed? Shit, with this current team, this current Georgia Tech team, I'm, I might as well be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, what's your thoughts on Mark Reed? Why, why, should Georgia, why should Georgia fire him in your opinion? I just feel like uh, he don't have enough time, man. Like, how, how many more years you gonna give him to try to get what you what you reaching for, and you still failing? Like, you don't have all the talent in the world that you can use. Which was for self this year, you know, you don't have a lot of injuries, I can say, but at the same time, you still lose. Like, you ain't getting a, a, a better effort. I feel like you don't have all the talent you can use, man. Hey, man, it's time to make a change. You're going to keep sitting around, getting more years and more years, you're going to keep failing. Calhoun? There's always next year. That's always the sentiment around here. Well, next year. Well, wait till next year. Oh, that boy Easton, the savior coming. I always try to do the great white hype. That boy Easton going to be the truth. Wait till we get him. We had Todd Gurley and Nick Chubb. We had Matthew Stafford with no Sean Marino. We had Andy Merritt. Andy Murray with AJ Green. We've had college, we've had teams that are just some of the best college teams that's been assembled. And this clown, he loses them every time. I don't care about how good of a guy he is. You know what happened to good guys? Nice guys finish last. I don't care about how much Bible reading he does. I don't give a shit about that. Hooray. We ain't in church, motherfucker. On Saturday, we on the field. And as a, just a, a, a fan of Georgia sports, it's time for them to win. They have too much talent to do like they do. Because the Bible ain't going to help me on the field. <laughs> you know? Well, let me come back and say this. I'm split. I understand exactly where y'all coming from. Calhoun made a good point. Him being a nice guy doesn't get the job done. In fact, his team takes on that personality, and that kills them in crunch time. I agree with Baby, he's had a lot of time to not do anything and never get over the bit. When I agree with Sam and D that he produces prospect after prospect after prospect after prospect after prospect. So all y'all, all you guys' points in a vacuum make perfect sense. I want to come back here and say this. The enemy of great is good. And that's something I try to live my life by. Mark Rick is a very good coach. He has flaws. I think his biggest flaw is a flaw that wasn't said by either one, by anybody here. I think his biggest flaw is that he hasn't embraced the mobile black black quarterback, mobile quarterback, whatever you want to call it. He always trots out a quarterback who is a pocket passer in a world where pocket passing is dying every day. And somebody put this on Twitter. He's an iPhone 4 in the iPhone 6S world. And I couldn't agree with any more. That's kind of the best statement. He's outdated in his thought process. And until he updates that, he won't be well. We he won't be a good coach, whether it's Georgia. Because I actually think he should go to Miami. I think that's a good change of scenery for everybody involved. But we'll talk about that a little later. So Calhoun, what were they saying on radio today about Rick? Same thing we're saying about him now. Uh, that whole thing. One of the things someone brought up. Of course, you are not on follow college like you all do. The quarterback, Clemson. He's from. He's from Georgia. 
and he was a high a high recruit. We didn't even go after him because he's not that pro style typical white quarterback that they go after. And it's, it's what I asked you, uh, Digital Darren. You think it's any race towards that? Because you got someone like Cam Newton, and you want to put him at tight end. You got the kid who went over there to uh, LSU. Auburn. Yeah, Auburn. My bad. I mean, do you think it's something to that? Kind of nigga run his program. Nah, because he had his greatest success with a nigga running his program, DJ Shockley. Like, DJ Shockley is the one who, he won the SEC twice. I think DJ Shockley was a quarterback for one, if not both of those. So He recruited DJ Shockley? I think he inherited him, so. So I'm asking as, as with him, not what he inherited. He's recruited black kids. They haven't worked out. So I, I, I don't think it's a, he's a racist type thing, at least consciously. Maybe subconsciously. I just I do agree he hasn't recruited mobile quarterbacks because he's not even going after cats like Johnny Manziel. I'm sure there's white mobile quarterbacks out here too. You know what I'm saying? He wants a down set height seven step step drop passer. If he's not winning the national championship, it's still a failure because he has national championship talent. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let me stop right there because I think that how many times how many coaches you think have been to more than one national championship? In our lifetime, who done played and played for more than one national championship? Now let's not talk about multiple. Let's just talk about one. Because Mark Rick has been to one. So how many coaches have been to one in our lifetime? Who still coaching in college right now? No, let's not do all these handicaps. I mean, you, if they're not coaching, they're not coaching. Well, let's do this. Let's do this with Rick talent with his top five recruiting year in year out. So let's do that. It's only been. You can name the five coaches who've been to national championships. Urban Meyer, Les Miles, Nick Saban, Chip Kelly went to one, and Chip Kelly's understudy went to one, and Gus, Gus Malzahn, so six. You're talking about just in the 2000s, or you said in our lifetime? We're not comparing people who don't coach no more. Okay. So we're just talking about in the last 15 years. That's not a fair comparison. Last 20 years. Okay, add Bobby Bowden then. Let's talk about for 1999. Okay, it's probably 10. It's probably 10. 10 would probably like six different programs. So it's the same five or six programs. George ain't in there. I say this. We just talked about how he doesn't embrace the black quarterback. I think that embrace that mobile quarterback. I'm not going to say black because it's white mobile quarterbacks too. I think that is his undoing. This year specifically... Is his undoing with quarterback. But if you look at Mark Rick, he goes through this same cycle. So he had David Green, DJ Shockley. Once they left, it was Joe Terzinski for one year. I know you're saying who? Yeah, Joe Terzinski. He played the punter one year, then the next year the quarterback. After that, it was Matthew Stafford. Had Matthew Stafford for three years. Matthew Stafford flamed out or moved on. From there, it was Joe Cox for one year. Joe Cox was a transition between Matthew Stafford and Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray did his four years to now. The sin this year with Mark Rick, his biggest sin, we could have went after Everett Golson and got him. He as Georgia was on his short late list, he was on his he was on Everett Golson's short list of places to go. Mark Rick came out the day after and said, We're not pursuing Everett Golson. But he goes pursue Grayson Lambert, a motherfucker who was five and seven at Virginia. That's and to answer your point about racism, Calhoun, that's where you kind of have to 
look up and be like, is he a racist on the low? I think he is. You just, it's it never, I mean, that almost nails it right there. You went and got a motherfucker from Virginia who had done absolutely nothing in Virginia but lose compared to a kid who had some talent in Notre Dame. I mean, that's unbelievable. He went to a national championship. That doesn't even make, that, does, that doesn't even add up, period. That's some of the stuff that they were saying. Not just that in your own backyard. I know I said it before. The kid from Clemson was on the was like the number one because they rated him differently, right? Y'all know this. So you had your number one pro style quarterbacks who next year's supposed to be this Eastern kid, but the number one uh, dual threat quarterback is somebody else. This kid at Clemson coming out was the number one at that, and that motherfucker from like Gainesville, ain't he? Yeah. And Mark, they didn't approach him too late. That's ridiculous. And now Clemson is probably close to going to the. To the playoffs, they probably don't go to the playoffs if they, if they clean everything out. They go to the playoffs this year. Yeah, they know. Yeah, as we record this, Clemson probably be ranked number one in the playoffs. But he's a Heisman Trophy candidate. So to your point, Calhoun, that's why we're in this position right now. Long story short, can you agree, baby, that not having a black kid is one of the big problems Marrick is having right now? What what do y'all expect from one of the most racist states in the world? But Alabama racist, but they started a black quarterback last year. I don't care. Yeah, you want to win. Yeah. I think that's When you go to college sports, professional sports, and even rec league. He has to see the writing on the wall. If everybody else is using this type. You can keep your offense because with DJ Shockley, he ran Mark Rick offense. But I think the thing is, when you get in trouble, you can do some of the things that just can't be coached. And that's hurting him. And so to go back to an earlier point, the drop between Grayson from Everett Golson to Grayson Lambert is as big as you think it is. What I mean by we wanted to raise his state is that look how long he's been here. He won the national championship. He know that his job is secure. They got his back. So we can, we the media can scream and holler and hoop and oh, we need to be fired, we need to be this, but we don't control that. Them folks gonna make their own decision. They done had it back this long. Everybody, it's been a lot of coaches been fired after losing one season. So if he don't been there and he been feeling with all the talent in the world and still there, they'll wait and see. Can I say something? Nebraska had the same problem. And like I said before, the enemy of great is good. Nebraska was tired of being good with Bo Pelini. So last year they fired Bo Pelini. Calhoun, you with me? I'm here. And so this year they hired, they hired Mike Riley, proving a, a Mark Rick on a much smaller scale. A nice guy who's done some good things but never great things. It's a disaster in Nebraska this year. So... I have no problem with y'all saying five Marry. I, I I think he should get some time with the savior quarterback just to see. But I have no problem with firing Marry. I just come back and say, it's nothing wrong with wanting to be great. It's nothing wrong with saying, fuck being good, I want to be great. But if you're going to be great, you have to. I mean, it's, we said this earlier. If you want to be great, who can you replace him with to go from being good to great? I've already told you before that is a horrible thing to say. That's what everyone keeps saying. That is the same thing. They, I always liken it to you being in a bad relationship, and you saying you don't want to be out of a relationship because who's going to love you like this, or who else am I be with? 
You never know until you get out of that relationship. And it's the same with Mark Rick. Before Mark Rick got to Georgia, was Mark Rick this highly talented person? He was a coordinator, offensive coordinator with Florida, right? Florida State. Yeah. So let's not act like before Mark Rick came, we had Bobby Bowden or some shit. Or, 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 or whoever else. Or, or Jimmy Johnson or something. We didn't have that. Right? Agreed. So... But he he's leaving Georgia in a better position than when he picked it up. Okay, then. So hopefully the next person uh, put do the same thing. Well, you can't just keep going, well, let's see what well, next year. Well, who else we going to get? Well, who else? And that's these handcuffs, man. He's kidnapping the whole program with that whole thought process. Well, you know, Mark Rick, who else we going to get? Shit, somebody. Let me ask y'all this. Because we're going to... Yes. To your point, both of y'all point, baby, your point and Calhoun point. At big schools, to go to a bowl game isn't that hard. You get two cupcakes a year. That should be two wins. Two to three cupcakes a year, right? Plus two to three games against schools that you should be better than. Like a Vanderbilt or and a Kentucky, just to say that. So then, out of 12 games, just to get bowl eligible, you have to win, like, one, maybe two games against somebody. So it's not that hard to get to, as you say, Calhoun, the belt bowl. I think that I agree with you. The enemy of great is good. And I agree. I have no problem with George wanting to be better. I want George to be better. I have no problem with nobody saying fuck. Making a dollar an hour. I want to make two dollars an hour. I don't have no problem with trying to be better. My question to you, my only point I say is, if you're going to go down this path of firing him, you better have a wink-wink agreement with somebody who's better than him. Because you can't do what Nebraska did, and you can't do what Florida did before they got it right. You can't you can't downgrade, because if you downgrade, that puts Georgia back another five, seven years. So that's why, at least for me, I always say, who can you get to replace him? Let me ask you this. You're saying that and giving us the, the boogeyman view of it. Essentially. Because of fear, you're 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 being complacent with the mediocrity. Let me ask you something. You actually see in five years the way Mark Rick has been coaching, the way he has run this program. Do you think in five years that we'll that we'll win a championship, a national championship? Honestly. Honestly. We talked about this with Jumbo Fisher. And Jameis Winston. For all the things negative you can say about Jameis, all the things positive you can say about Jameis, I think the biggest positive he had was that he made Jimbo Fisher grow into a better coach. I'm not a big Jimbo Fisher fan. And Lenny Self, our college football expert, can talk more about Jimbo than I can. But I will say this. You could see the growth of Jimbo as a coach when he had to deal with everything Jameis brought with him. Unless Mark Reed gets a player that makes him a better coach, he needs a personality. He doesn't, and he really needs that quarterback. He needs somebody who's kind of bigger than the program almost because he's never really had that. He's had good players, but he's always had good players who kind of worked in the confines of the program. And this is why, this is why I say a black quarterback because most talented black quarterbacks bring some level of persona with them too. Your RG3s, your Jameis, especially in this world where you can be who you want to be. I think he actually needs a black prima donna 
to be a better coach. I know that sounds stupid and off the wall, but I really do. And to answer your question, I said I say that his biggest problem is he won't recruit what he needs to make him a better coach. Period. That guy who you just named would never make it to Georgia. Ever. So I, that that guy, that's not going to happen. But I will say this, and baby, you can chime in on this. If you're going to fire Mark Rick, you can't just bring in anybody and say anybody's better. You have to have a – do you agree that you have to have a proven commodity? Well, you do. But you can't be afraid of bringing somebody in because you never know what would happen. And that's a good way. We're going to wrap up with this. I think that's getting to the point I want to ask you guys. Who would you bring in? Like, I, I, we talked about this. At the end of the day, it comes down to – let's say Georgia does grab get the nuts to fire – Mark Rick, what play, if you were the AD of Georgia, what play would you make? Or plays? You could say more than one. I want to start with you, baby. Um, I really ain't been watching the coaching thing like that. More, more like y'all have, but uh, I can't really give a, a great answer on that one. Okay. The kid from Memphis, who I was talking about, the quarterback from Memphis. Coach. What's his name? Fuentes. We can talk about him first. You can talk about the Rodriguez uh, coach. Uh, there are plenty of offensive coordinators, plenty of defensive coordinators, plenty of uh, people in the pros you can gleam off of the roster. So let me say this. Let's start with coordinators. Will Muschamp showed you. Florida and Will Muschamp has snake bitten anybody from just going straight to a coordinator. Because we all can agree on this. Georgia may not be the Bugatti of college programs, but it's damn sure a Lamborghini or a Bentley. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Yeah. Georgia's in that second tier of, not Georgia the school, Georgia the state is second tier in, in football talent. It's California, Texas, and Florida. Then a notch below is Georgia and LSU, Georgia and Louisiana, and some other places. So you have good fertile land. You have a fan base that really likes the team. You have a state that pretty much is a Georgia state. Not, not too many people in it for tit like that. So you have a lot of great things going for you. So I get what you're saying with Fuentes. I don't have a problem with him. I don't have a problem with Rich Rodriguez. I do have a problem with the coordinator. That's where that's where I would go back to. What was Mark Rick? He was a coordinator, but again, he picked up. He took when he took over Georgia. Georgia was more like a a BMW five. 330 or something like that. He was, it wasn't what it is now. Like He's turned Georgia into a much better program than it was when he picked it up. Like Before this, Georgia wasn't even getting ranked in the top 20. Before him, Georgia wasn't even consistently a top 25 team. See, and it's all that. You see how you keep saying that? That's the same fear. I'm afraid to go to coordinator. I'm not afraid to move away from Mark Rick. So it's that fear right there that permeates the AD that permeates this whole state, that permeates the alumni, that permeate that's having him stay here. It's that. But when he got here, he was this. Well, you know, we can't have, if it, if it if it's not fucking Nick Saban or Les Miles, who are you going to get to replace? Some other motherfucker who can get this talent, who's not going to chop their nose off to spite their face, who's not going to overlook these black quarterbacks with these dual threats, who's going to have some dog game to make their players play hard. These are the same kids that he has on his squad that is going to the pros and excelling. So why the fuck are they not excelling at Georgia? 
the last few years going, Georgia's had more uh, players going into the pros than any other program within the last couple of years. Besides, well, maybe besides Alabama. I'm not. Uh, all these excuses have to stop. You need a dog. You don't need no cat. You don't need no fucking bird. You need a dog in there, and he is not that. And so, with the talent that you can get, and right in your own backyard, and I'm not talking about the kind of talent where you got this kid who's going crazy down the road, who's a dual threat, and you pass him up and tell him, Look, you're like number one in the state, we can get you and put you at wide receiver. You go and put that motherfucker at quarterback, and when they fucking up, you get in somebody's ass, and you go somewhere. But that's something that George. Did you hear the press conference of this clown? Week in, week out. I'm not going to just group and watch George this weekend, week out, because I hear the, how the coach. Well, you know, uh, next week, uh, it's another weekend. We'll work on it. Yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> I'm not going to keep going through that bullshit. And until that, until that mind state, until we lose that mind state, that son of a bitch is going to stay here. This is one of the first time you had two colonists in the AJC speak up about firing Mark Rick. You haven't had that in 15 years. Well, the only time they ever had that was that was that uh, Matthew Stafford era. But you haven't had that. That hasn't been a constant. Yeah. I agree with that. I say this. If I were the AD, I would make a godfather off of the Chip Kelly. I would make a godfather off of the Chip Kelly. I would make a godfather offer to James Franklin at Penn State. Actually, that's those would be my two. I would go balls to the wall to get one of those two. And if you don't get them? If you don't get them. I, if I don't get them, then I have a third option. But once you start getting into your third and fourth options, maybe Dan Mullen at Mississippi State. That's actually that's would be a third, a solid third option. Probably Tom Herman at University of Houston. But for you, they would have to come from a college program. Yeah, they would either have, they would have to have been a head coach. I would not take a coordinator. I don't give a damn. I would not take a coordinator who's never been a head coach. You don't want no motherfucker getting their feet wet at a program like George. Well, really did. So here it is, right here. The shit's already set up for someone to come. Right now, just like you just said. Not somebody who don't have the experience. Because we a must champ showed you that shit can go all bad real quick. Florida State is not like using that same car reference. So let's let's talk about women because that's what we do better. Jimbo picked up a girl when she was an eight and made her a 10 at Florida State. Bobby or a nine. Bobby Bound had that thing where they were getting a lot of recruits, blase this, blase that. So Bobby Bound turned it from a when he first got there it was a four, he turned into a nine. Jimbo took it from a nine, maybe an eight to a ten. Maurit picked up Georgia at a six. Maurit done took Georgia from a six to maybe a seven and a half. Maybe an eight. Huh? Same shit. It's a, well, it wasn't a six. It was probably like a five or four or five. He took it from a four or five to a solid seven, eight. To a solid eight. It's a hard, it's harder to get from that eight to the ten, from a nine to a ten. The whole, but the whole point is that if we are failing, then what's wrong with starting over? We already failing. I, I, again, y'all act like I'm saying don't fire. I'm just saying if you're going to move on from him, you have to have. I'm just saying you have to have a proven commodity. No, you don't. I'm saying what do it matter if we already fail anyway? You can fail worse. 
that ain't, it, so you rather lose by it doesn't matter if you lose by two points or, or thirty points. You lose. Well, I mean, lose. So, how do I say this? In college, we know it's it's not like the pros. You don't get the golden ticket if you lose. In college, if you lose and lose and lose and lose and lose, you lose recruits. Your program slips in stature. That's what everybody's worried about with Georgia is that he won't get the recruits. Georgia will fall in stature because right now Georgia isn't is not is a top flight team. It's still a top flight school to prospects. These prospects come here, get coached up, go to the pros, or have talent enough to go to the pros. So the problem is if you keep losing, then you keep losing those elite-level prospects. Then now you're playing elite-level competition with people who could have went to Georgia Tech. And that's when you get your ass with Then you lose worse and worse and worse and worse. Tennessee, and that's how Tennessee just, had, just came through. What? They went through that slump for about a, a few years, right? And they still at that slump. I'm glad you mentioned Tennessee. Tennessee is the perfect. Ex- right out of that slump now. So much so they just what they just beat Georgia now. They just beat Georgia, but they five and four. They like four and three. They beat Georgia, but they're not a good program. So what does that say about Mark Rick then? First this year, he doesn't have a quarterback. So I agree with you. I he I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying. He lost to a team he shouldn't have lost to. I'm not disputing that. But I'm saying as a program overall, Tennessee is not going up. Tennessee made the same mistake. They fired Phil Fulmer. Phil Fulmer won one national championship. They fired him in, what, 05. And they haven't been back since. Not yet. We going that way, but we not there yet. He just went to two championship games now, SEC championship. We forget two years ago, if he, if, if he beats Alabama, the narrative of this changed completely. But he did. No, he does So, let's get away from Mark Rick with this, because Lord knows we talked about him. Give me your most disappointing Georgia story or Georgia. Give me your most disappointing Georgia event under Mark Rick. It could be a player. It could be a a year span, so if you say Matt Stafford and all them not doing, it could be anything. I go first. Can I go first? Can I go first, baby? Yeah, go ahead. I was in the hospital when this happened. Laid up, a trial fibrillation. Because that's the only way I'm watching college. The championship game was on. You remember? Because I think you came and saw me the next day, uh, Bishop Day. I watch in its entirety the Georgia-Alabama championship game. And that sums up what kind of shit Marie do. Pop you up, boost you up, and let you down. That, and then I think it was last year, all them motherfuckers had to do was beat Georgia Tech. And they went and lost to Georgia Tech. That's why I said it's time for to get rid of So let me ask you this. I'm, baby, I'm going to get to you. What grade would you give Marie? C. C plus, he's just a tad bit more than average. Let me say this also. If you notice, he keep he he's swapping out coordinators. The shit sucks. His coordinators are leaving. It's time to swap him out. It ain't the coordinators now. The jig is up. It's you. His coordinators haven't been that good where they went either, but point taken. Baby, what was That's just like a bitch who keep complaining about men and you keep picking bad men. So you don't win from Bobo to now you got Sean Hyman. You don't win from Grantham to now you got this. You picking these motherfuckers. Baby. Well, you 
you on the highest faith, man, but you can help me with this as I go because I can put bits and bits together. Okay. I think, I think Murray was the quarterback. Aaron Murray, yeah. And I think it was, uh, I want to say, the SEC championship game or something where Murray didn't have to do nothing to come down and spike the ball. Yeah. They ran a play. That's, you talking about the same game Calhoun talking about. So it was, they needed, they, Marit told him to go with a play instead of stopping the clock. That's like the most, that was like the, like, who are you recruiting? Like, do you know your quarterback? Why do your quarterback have to look to the sideline and know what to do in a situation where the only thing he has to do is fight the ball and get a great play to win the game? Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. I think the problem with that is Marit didn't have the foresight to stop tell him to stop the ball. Marit told him to go with the play. Like it's like we talked about this in our Forever I Love Atlanta's podcast. It's one thing for Aaron Murray to be rushed and nervous, but as a coach, you can't be rushed and nervous too. And in that situation, Marit was rushed and nervous. For somebody who's always even killed, which is one of his big weaknesses, he played that completely out of character and that cost them the game. So that that game in its entirety is kind of the Mark Rick experience. Alabama was kicking Georgia ass. They come back, beat Alabama. Alabama take the lead. Georgia come back. Cause one point the game was like 20, 28 to like seven Alabama. Georgia come back, take the lead. Alabama take the lead again. Oh, you think Georgia out of no Georgia come back and take the lead. Alabama take the lead. Georgia hold them to a field goal. All Georgia gotta do is come down and score a touchdown. Cause Alabama was up like Six or something, or five or some shit. Then Georgia drives. Georgia, what it was, a minute left. No way in hell Georgia can come back. Georgia drives all the way down to do just what you said, baby. Get down. They need a play. They don't do. They they aren't prepared. That's like the whole Georgia on the Mark Rick experience as a whole. Get your hopes up. Let you down when you when you least expect it. Get your hopes up again. Let you down. Get your hopes up. Let you down. So I can understand that. I, and that's been him in a nutshell. And that's why sentiment toward him is changing. Did I finish it off for you good enough, baby? Yeah. Let me say my most disappointing thing. Cause I think that game is probably like, if you had to look at a Mark Rick, why Mark Rick has failed it well. Why Mark Rick hasn't achieved the success that we want him to at Georgia. That game is the perfect example. I wanted to do like a, I know y'all couldn't do a countdown of some of his worst losses, but I, I had a countdown rid of some of his worst losses. Number five, the loss to South Carolina three years ago. Georgia was ranked number four. That's when we got to major house. When they was, when they, all they had to do was beat South Carolina. And the schedule laid out. No, let me back up. Number five, they lost to Boise State. So, Boise State was a giant killer. They came to the Dome and beat. They had Georgia 28-3. Opening day in the blackout. Opening day. It wasn't a blackout. That's when they came with them silver helmets. And they came with the new Nike uniforms. And No, no, that's Alabama. They had silver uniforms with all red jerseys. I mean, they had silver helmets like that. They metallic silver with all red helmets. Cause they look like the go-givers. Yeah, I was watching that game. Boise State beat the shit out of them. And it started at the beginning of the game with Georgia tried to come out and do what Boise did. No huddle shotgun. 
And everybody was looking like, why don't Georgia and Maury just do what Georgia and Maury do? Take the ball and run it down their ass. Because they didn't even get the ball to Gurley. They didn't even get the ball to Gurley at all in that first drive. Boys State wound up kicking their ass. So that's number five loss because Boys State wasn't that good. They wind up losing to somebody else down the line. And it was ranked preseason number one that year. Georgia was ranked either number one or number two, one of them. I remember it was ranked number one that year. So that's the number five worst loss. Number four worst loss was South Carolina, the game you talking about. This was the same year. They lost the boys. They said Everybody said that they could beat South Carolina. The schedule line cleaned up for them to run the table because the boys' loss wasn't that bad because it was at the beginning of the year. Those bastards go and lose to South Carolina, a team that wasn't good worth a shit. We made that one first, though. They had just beat somebody, though, the week before. No, they lost the boys, and they came back and said, hey, don't worry, South Carolina is the game that... Because South Carolina was top five, too, at the time. And they were like, if we beat South Carolina, the schedule lays... Because they had this for two two or three years. If we beat South Carolina, the schedule lays out perfectly for us. In two of the years, they lost. One of the years, they won. That's number four. Number three was last year. They lost to Florida when Florida threw five fucking passes. Six passes, excuse me. The dude went, what, two for six? And Florida ran for 418 yards that game. No, I don't think they... I listen to the radio, so... Well, I was talking to you, actually, and then I listened to the radio. So I heard all about that one, Darren. That shit, that was amazing. Georgia, all they had to do was win the game. They go to the SEC Championship. Again, with another chance to sneak into the college football playoffs. You go to the SEC Championship, you beat Alabama. They can't deny you from getting in the SEC, in, in the college football playoff. That's the number three worst loss. The number, I'm, the number two worst loss is a tie for number two. And we talked about these. The number two worst loss is a tie. It's both of the losses to Alabama when they came to Georgia. The first one was the blackout game. That's what you talking about. And they were down 28 to 3 at half. 28 to 0 at halftime. They wound up losing like 31 to like 20, but the game wasn't that close. That's when Georgia had talent on top of talent on top of talent. And so that's part A of that. Part B of the second worst loss. Is this year to Alabama? Same thing. Beat Alabama, you write your ticket to the SEC championship, and you write your ticket to the college football playoff. Because regardless of what happens, it's still Alabama you beat. Georgia was undefeated at that time, if I remember correctly. You don't lose to Alabama, and you don't get down 20. What I called you, me and you were on the phone. I said, guess what? Georgia's down 21-3. to You couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. With a healthy chub, you're not supposed to be down like that. With a healthy anybody, you're not supposed to. In the rain. You're not supposed to be down anybody in the rain 28-3. to No. That's the number two loss. And the number one worst loss is the one y'all talking about. That's the full Mark Ricketts. We ain't going to have to get into it again because everybody's talked about it. That's the full Mark. I think it's when you left off. Was this last year? Well, put this in the file of honorable mention. Go on and say it then. The one when they had, they battled their way back. I think they was ranked number eight or number nine. They was battling their way back, trying to get that fourth spot for the playoff. 
Because they win this game, then they go to the chat to they then they can win and go to the uh SEC championship and if they win that game they can probably possibly get a spot in the uh, playoffs. And they go to Georgia Tech and let that Georgia Tech team take them in the overtime and lose to them. We're all down the road. Remember that? Was that last year? That was last year, but they were already out of it by then because they lost to Florida. They lost to Florida, but remember still now, they had got back to number eight. They were saying if they were saying if they beat Georgia Tech and somebody beat Alabama, then they could steal they could steal the fourth seed. So what he do he just just let you down. He don't even let you down gingerly. He don't even give you the it's not you it's me speech. He just takes you with the let down. Typical Georgia team. Typical Georgia team. <laughs> it's awful, man. That I, what I tell you every weekend, there. What I tell you every weekend. You couldn't do what I do. You couldn't let Georgia fuck you over Saturday and then let the Falcons fuck you over on Sunday. I tell you that every weekend. There's no way I do that. I'm not doing that. Oh no, these these ain't the ones. Now the losses hurt because who they losing to. But see, yeah. these are the that's going to really just hit you. It's going to be when they get either in the playoffs or in that playoffs little run that they're going to have. That was going to be the point. When, when the Panthers come here and home field is on the line for the playoffs, and we're going to fucking lose 24 to 21. See, it's going to be shit like that. Yeah. They, they, they're another one. They don't let you down easy now. This ain't the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, the, the loss that's coming. Not the loss we don't have. But the Saints and Tampa Bay loss. That's that's the shit that I'm talking about. I can accept the Saints. I can't accept Tampa Bay. I tell you this, Darren, like I told you, and I keep telling you, I'm not putting myself to that bullshit. I'm not going to do it. That's a good way to sum up the Mark Ricky experience, sum up. Georgia football under Mark Rick. Some of Atlanta sports in general. This has been the Mark Rick Conundrum Podcast, the Mark Rick Experience Podcast. You Thank you for listening to digidaron.com. Check out NFL Week 9 Picks and Kicks. We got a lot of fun podcasts coming up down the pipe. Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're moving stuff to SoundCloud and YouTube. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend.